With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Bar Down Breakdown? And tonight, we're hanging with our homie Dom from Broadside. I just want to sit and listen to this whole song, but I know I can't, but damn, it is so good. (laughs) So what's going on, Dom? Oh, nothing much. I actually was really enjoying listening to that song as well. I, (laughs) I know that maybe it's a little narcissistic, but I just love it. I was listening to it last night, like on repeat. I think it's so cool. Uh, but it's also, so hi, how you guys doing? <laughs> it's funny because um, like two or three episodes ago, we were talking to the broadcast reporter for the Seattle Kraken, who happens to be a huge pop punk fan. And she was talking about how one of the goalies for the Seattle Kraken is also a huge pop punk fan, but like hasn't really been in the loop with like newer bands. So she was like, hey, you need to check out this band Broadside. Oh, like that's true so story. True that's story. So like say, pitched you guys to an NHL goalie. So like, it, you might see like if you play Seattle, some like huge brawly Canadian dude at one of your shows. Oh, <laughs> it'll be hell him. yeah! I uh, right? two things. One, I think we're playing Seattle later this year. Nice. Two, I all we talk about in our camp is we just need one celebrity to like us. So this could be it. <laughs> this could be our chance. Well, Piper Shaw, she's pretty much a celebrity as well. Like, oh, great. at least in the hockey world, like she mm-hmm. um, is the legit broadcaster for, reporter for the Seattle Kraken. So like for games and TV and stuff that she's she's the the woman behind the mic. I was going to oh, say the Kraken awesome. and the Mariners, too. So it's yeah, NHL. Pretty much all Se- yeah, all Seattle, I think. Oh, I'm going to reach out and tell her to come to our shows. She actually came to the the show you guys did with the home team, that whole tour you did. She went out to the Seattle show. Oh, very cool. Well, mm-hmm. 
I didn't see her, but I also didn't know who she was at the time. There I'm so excited to now know this. And yeah, I think we're playing there. I could be making that up, but I'm pretty sure we're playing there again later this year. It just hasn't been announced. So, well, it kind of full circle. You know, she was at that Seattle show because um, she's friends with Dan from the home team, who's, you know, singers, obviously on Cruel. And yeah. her husband is on the same men's league hockey team as Dan. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, hey, this is going to be me admitting I'm a bad friend. I talked to Dan like every day, and I did not know that he was on a men's league hockey team. So <laughs> I, I'm i going to text him after this and kind of apologize for not doing more research. I don't think yeah. he's played in like maybe like a, like a couple, a couple, like I don't want to say seasons. I don't think they do seasons because they just do like, I don't know, like six, seven week stints. But, um, he, I know he hasn't been playing in a little bit because I think like he was he was talking he was talking shit about Piper's husband like oh he's probably on that other team like no one likes that other team and they met each other and they actually were on the same team and they didn't know about it <laughs> <laughs> so very oh, very funny. damn absent of him that's funny yeah so I yeah. guess you know that's we could good. start right there um, um, with your relationship with the home team because it seems like you guys, you know, did that tour together and became like really close with them. And now, you know, you have Brian on one of your song features. Like, you know, did you guys know them much before the tour or did did this relationship really develop on that run? So we didn't know them until um, a little over a year ago. We did a tour with This Wildlife and Mm -hmm. the home team the home team was opening and it was their it was like their first what they were calling their first like actual support tour so they've been a band for like 10 years they've been doing a bunch of like diy tours and they have had like other like little support slots but this was what they were calling their first like actual like build tour uh builds uh, build support tour anyways um so we met them on that we all clicked immediately they're just literally the nicest group of dudes and you got to respect a band that has been grinding it out for like 10 years just kind of eating shit and then finally something clicks and they just start really blowing up so anyways i was just really excited to like become friends with them and then um yeah we just really hit it off on that tour and we knew that we were going to be doing a new album so we kept in contact with them and brian because we knew we wanted him to feature on a song and then when it was their turn to do their like big headline tour earlier this year they reached out and they're like hey we do not want to do this tour unless it's with you guys so yeah it was a no-brainer for us yeah and Looking at the, you know, the flyer, lots of sold out and low ticket warnings and things like that. So it was definitely a, a very successful run, too. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. And I think a, a big part of that, um, you know, them having like kind of this moment that they're going through right now. Um, and then us just being a band that people have seen for you know, our name around for a while. And then Honey Revenge just being like the absolute like newest cool band out of nowhere. I think a lot of people were just really excited. It was just a really good uh, lineup, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. But we're not going to just talk the home team because we kind of did that on our episode. <laughs> two episodes ago. Five, two episodes ago <laughs> because we're, we're huge fans of the home team and they – were label mates with Justin for a short amount of time. But um, I, I guess let, let's go to this last run that you guys did, which I thought was super freaking cool, where you guys went over to Japan because I was mentioning before we started recording, that, that seemed to be like what every band did in the early 2000s. But then it's kind of trickled out a little bit, and I haven't seen too many Japan runs. So... Kind of, how did that whole thing come to life, and what was the response like, and just everything that happened while you were there? So, yeah, I mean, we used to see a ton of bands, like you said, going over to Japan. Like, I feel like ten years ago, like 
2013. I feel like it was like knuckle puck state champs, like all real friends. They were all going over to Japan and all I wanted to do ever. Like I was like, if, if one thing happened for me playing music, I want to tour in Japan so bad. And um, basically the way that it uh, came about was um, there's a record label over there called ice grills records and it's ran by a guy named Mizuki. And he just picks bands that he liked and he offers to have them come over. Um, our manager is good friends with him. And um, he said that he was in the market to have a band come over. He really liked us. He sent us an offer and it was awesome. I mean, it was literally a dream come true. The shows were so sick. Uh, some of them were... Like we played the first day we were there, we played like a metalcore and hardcore fest, which yeah, it was like Counterparts you know, headline that one, right? Yeah, it was like Counterparts and Loyal to the Grave, which is a, like a big like hardcore band in Japan. It was just we were the odd band out, but the crowd was so sick. They were so about it, um, and so that was that was our first show there. That was awesome, and then we just did some like headlining shows. And they were so cool. The, the just the energy. They were just so excited to see, like, you know, an American, excuse me, an American band. And um, I think it's going to the uh, bands going over to Japan. I think it's going to pick back up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they took a big break because of COVID and whatnot. But I, since we've been home, Mizuki has already brought two more bands over. Nice. So I think yeah, I think. So a lot of bands are going to start going over there again. Now we just need bands to start going back to Australia too, right? Because that used to be the, the thing as well. Like all bands would play, what was it? Soundwave or it was one of those huge festivals that happened in. I feel like it was Soundwave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think that's around and I don't hear of any bands going to Australia yeah. anymore. No, <laughs> apparently it's hard to go over there. Have, have, have either of you ever traveled over to like Australia or Japan or anywhere like that? No, no, I think I think you have to have a visa to get in Australia now. Oh, really? I feel like that's the case. Yeah, uh, that would make sense for just like for like even just uh, yeah, for like tourism. even visiting. Wow, you get to get like some type of visa to be able to go over there. Dang, well, that stinks, but I'll do it anyways. I want to go, <laughs> but yeah, what was the logistics like kind of going over to, to Japan? Oh, it was honestly, I'm not trying to sound ungrateful, but it was kind of, and actually this is going to sound so stupid. It was a nightmare to me and nobody else. So (laughs) we, uh, you know, coming from like the, you know, you, Justin, you know, like the more like kind of like plug in play bands, you know, you just plug straight into your maybe a couple pedals and you play that's that's how i grew up and then that's how broadside was even even when i first joined that's how we were for yeah year we were we were just uh you know tube amps pedals and then we transitioned to um you know amp profilers and doing all of the um in-ears and stuff like that and that's how it's been kind of for like four four or five years now and basically when we got the offer from japan we sent them our our like tech writer they were like yeah this all looks good and then one week before we were flying out they said oh by the way we looked at your tech writer and you can't use any of that stuff like and we're like whoa no wait (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) so we had to basically you know strip everything down which once again is only difficult when you've gone too far past you know what i mean so (laughs) so it was kind of a logistical nightmare just like basically stripping our entire rig down um to bare essentials but it was it ended up being fine and i was just being really neurotic and panicked for no reason at all (laughs) i think it's because Uh, like you're so used to this thing working and you take it everywhere with you and it's just yep. your your computer. It's literally just a, like a giant computer. And you're like, this yep. thing works. We know it works, and it hasn't failed. And then they're like, yep, nope, we're not doing that anymore. And you're like, 
what do you mean it works yeah i know it's uh it has to do with like the radio frequencies oh, like yes. with all the wireless and yeah so that part was a little bit of a learning curve especially because um we didn't get a chance to practice without like any of the click or ears because tay who plays drums for us now he yeah. also plays in like pacific he <laughs> he was on tour with like pacific uh and he flew from their last show and met us in japan so we didn't wow. we didn't get to practice at all we just all met up at the airport and just were like all right let's uh let's go do this, this show and hope for the best <laughs> yeah but it was cool. Um, but like other than that, uh, the flight was really long. Not sure if either of you have ever been on um, an 18 hour flight, but it is, nope. as you can maybe imagine, not the most fun, especially if you're just in basic economy and your knees are touching Rammed the seat in, in front there. of you. Yeah, I, we, we were in one of those big planes and we walked past all the like the first class people and they had like those sleeping pods. And I thought about just trying to like curl up next to one of them and just be like listen <laughs> i need this i can't this. go back there yeah <laughs> i did uh, uh we, we did a trip to hawaii uh in december and we flew we flew just economy i was like yeah it's not gonna be that bad and um like halfway through the flight it was about a 10-hour flight from atlanta over oof, there yeah um, i was just like nope i popped two like advil pms and just passed out for the rest of the flight i was like oh. i'm not doing that's sick. Can you? Can either of you sleep on airplanes like that? Mm -hmm. You're good at that. I, am. I can oh. sleep anywhere. Congratulations! I'm actually That's like so exciting. <laughs> I'm bad when it comes to like sleeping in cars because when I was a little baby, this is like what my parents told me. Like when I couldn't sleep, they would just get in the car and drive around with like the windows down, and that would put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't like driving at night because I do sometimes it's like get sleepy just because like i think my body's been conditioned for that so i yeah. i try to do like long drives first thing in the morning so that i don't have to deal I with gotcha. that you would be the on if you were in a touring band you would be the daytime morning driver oh, I, would the overnight. I would love that i would yeah. love that <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's cool um so, hey i what was that no go go right ahead I just wanted to say, because I know Tay had let me know that this was, and we had spoken uh, via DM a little bit, um, that I don't know a ton about hockey, but I do. I just want to throw this out there. We In Orlando, Justin, you know, and Mikey, I'm sure you know as well, we have the Solar Bears, and mm -hmm. I do attend... I do attend... Oh, I didn't even see that. So <laughs> I do attend Solar Bear games, so... Oh, yeah. I, you know, so that's, we, we, I have like a really base knowledge. So I mentioned how we do like a little <laughs> festival with some of our former guests and it's become an annual thing. And year one was in Orlando. So when I was pitching the idea to the graphic designer, I was like, all right, we got to do some like solar bears rip. But instead of like yeah. the hockey stick that he holds, have him like holding a microphone. And then Justin's like, yeah, I got this really great graphic designer. So I start talking to him. Turns out the dude is from England, doesn't know shit about hockey. He's like, um, I'm going to like Google like what the ice looks like because I don't know what this. I'm like, Justin, what the man? Like you give me a graphic designer that literally doesn't even know what the sport hockey is. And he didn't I'm know sorry, what a Jumbotron was either. No, none of that. Wait, do they not yeah. have hockey over there in England? They they do, but it's really like niche and very small. So like that's surprising. It, it's kind of growing in England, like a lot of washed up AHL and like ECHL. So the solar bears are in the ECHL. So like when those guys kind of realize that they're not going to go to the next level, some of uh -huh. them will go to like Australia or Wales or England and play like a year or two more over there. But okay. it's really small, and the arenas look like high school arenas would look. <laughs> Maybe like, hold like 500 people at most. Like worse than RDV here in Orlando. Like just like oh no, decrepit. RDV is em that's immediately what I thought of when you said yeah. like high school. Um, okay, well, 
in y'all's like professional opinions, um, <laughs> why why do you think it's not as popular over there? To be honest, I think it's just like soccer. Yeah, soccer is so huge. Even though there's a lot of parallel between so- the game of soccer and hockey, like they're low score and very like similar flow of game, not mm-hmm. too much stopping and things. I think it's just, you know, there's not a youth program. Kids over in England and stuff are going to start playing soccer when they're born. And mm-hmm. here in, well, to be honest, like most of the NHL players are from Canada. So they're right. That's their game. And then mm-hmm. they kind of just trickle down and play here in the States. Um, it's also super expensive. Ice rinks are super expensive to build and maintain and stuff like that. So. It, it probably will happen. However, the NHL is also not great at marketing the game other places. Sure. Like, you know, NFL does those games in Europe and things like that. The NHL has started doing that, but in like Sweden and stuff like markets that already have hockey. So it might get there eventually, but we'll, we'll see. Probably like another 10 years. Probably. <laughs> wow. But Very yeah, cool. those, those Orlando games, those Orlando games are uh, sweet. Like, obviously, Justin goes a bunch. My co-host, Tom, is also in Orlando, so they've gone. Mm-hmm. And that they're uh, usually got a bunch of fights and BOGO <laughs> tickets sometimes. Yeah, cheap tickets. Oh, yeah. Um, I have never been in the section that gets free Pizza Hut. Um, I don't know. Have you seen that happen? Sometimes they'll like walk around at certain games and they'll be like section, blah, blah, blah. You get free pizza hut for a month. And that's my dream <laughs> for that to happen to me. And it has never. And I'm so it's never happens. No. <laughs> um, they play it like Amway, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's too big. They got to play somewhere smaller. And it I, never I feel fills like out if, either. It's always well, that's like, the thing. Like, like maybe like a quarter to a fifth sold out. Yeah. yeah, I will say I feel like uh, the last couple games I went to, it was more full than it was in like previous years. I feel personally like I feel yeah. like um, granted, I you know what? I think this probably has to do with COVID, but in like 2021, like I went to a couple games cause the tickets were like $10 and no, but I mean, nobody was there. Like you could just buy like the, the whatever ticket and just walk down to the, <laughs> to the glass basically. But I went um, earlier this year, sometime late last year and it was pretty full actually. Um, but still, yeah, too, too. Yeah. Amway is too big. Yeah, that that happened when um. so like I mentioned, I'm in Charlotte the first couple of years that their minor league team was here. They played where the Charlotte Hornets play. And I went to a few games and it just like didn't feel right because there was maybe three thousand, four thousand people there. And I was like, you know, three thousand, four thousand people in the right size arena will be like nice. very engaging and like into it and like rowdy it. Mm-hmm. But when you have so many empty seats, it, like the energy is kind of, and I'm, I'm, we could tie this to music. Same thing. Like if you're a band oh, yeah. that draws like 300 people at your hometown show or whatever, but then you play a thousand cap room, it's like, it's going to feel like there's 50 people there. So, Oh yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I get that. Yeah. So, um, I would love to kind of talk about kind of where you're from, because are you originally from Orlando, Dom? Um, I was born in Rhode Island, uh, but I've lived in Orlando uh, since I was like five. So, yes, I'm I'm from Orlando. It's easier just to say that I've I I don't even remember like what my house in Rhode Island looked like, you know. So, yeah, so I've I've lived here. Let's see. I'm 30. So I've lived here for 25 years. Okay, so mm-hmm. I, I know, like, as a band, your home base has now also kind of become Orlando as well, where yeah. originally you guys were known as, like, a Richmond band. But, like, has that yeah. kind of been separated? And do you guys really have much association with Richmond? Yeah, I, the band the band is originally from Richmond and will always claim Richmond as 
the hometown. Um, it's just, we all currently live in Orlando, you know? Um, so I don't think we're ever going to be like Orlando band. You know what I mean? Like when we go to Richmond, those are still the hometown shows shows. for the band, you know? Um, although Orlando shows do rock and I, I, I do like playing here and stuff. Um, but the band is always going to be, is going to claim Richmond as, uh, the home. But um, I just I I just didn't want to move there, and I convinced everybody to move here instead, which is really just Ollie, the, our singer. Yeah, be like Ollie, just move down here. Like Pat's already here. I'm already yeah. here. Yeah, Jeff I, uh, was already here. Yeah, Jeff was here. Everybody, everybody was here, and he was the only one. And he had just moved back to Richmond from L.A., and they were like uh, him and his fiance were trying to figure out where they wanted to move next. And I was like, come on. I was like, everybody's <laughs> here. So they, they came. Um, yeah. So it's been fun. It's been, it's been a good, it's been a good couple of years having everyone here. And it's, it's not nice. bad having like two hometown shows essentially. Right. Like that's pretty sweet no. as well. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's so And they're fun. both like rocking music scenes. And I would I would kind of argue that Orlando has become a bigger scene than Richmond. Like I, I, I know Richmond has, you know, bands like conditions and things like things like that, that really were doing shit in the early two thousands. But um, Orlando right now is a hotbed. Like it's crazy what is going on in Orlando. I know I'm stoked because yeah, well, even I, I like to think like 10 years ago, like we were talking about before we started mm-hmm. recording, like Capstan House, like 2012, 2013, 2014, the Orlando scene was absurd. Like you could you could go see a packed show anywhere in Orlando, like five nights a week and the energy was going to be great. You were going to be seeing some like cool music. And then it kind of dipped, I feel like for a little bit and it's coming back up with a whole new crop of bands, which is really awesome. Um, so I'm yeah, super it was stoked. Funny. The first, I think the first Orlando, cause I I'm from, I was from Miami originally. And the first Orlando show I had ever gone to was, uh, when it, like your old band old again, it was at uncle Lou's. And oh. it was with Major League and I think like Vera. And oh my that, gosh. Like my like so Mikey, we had we had uh our fest was split between Wills and Uncle Lou's for year one. And like Lou's was kind of packed, but I love Lou's. I think Lou's so, is a very important spot as well. So they they actually set it up diagonally where like where there was a little bit more room so that everybody could go. And it was still like you could not get through the door. No. Like that's how packed it was at that show, wow. like my first show in Orlando, and it was awesome because someone had a uh, someone in the pit had punched my glasses off, <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, Morgan caught them playing drums like in midair. <laughs> I went up to him and I gra- I got it back from him like mid set. <laughs> wow, that um, Uncle Luce, I, Mikey, what what you said like lose I feel like is an important venue to like you know bands around here that are starting out but oh yeah it's 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 that's it's a wild place i mean the shows there are crazy 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 um okay also you you you, you now like those different tiers you need like a hundred cap room you need a 200 cap room you need because unfortunately that's kind of like what some markets are experiencing right now they don't have the different size rooms and it's really hard for bands who are just starting out yeah i mean that's kind of honestly when um orlando lost backbooth soundbar it was our like 350 400 cap room and um it's been kind of tough because now it's like wills i mean i guess there is now um Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of shows happening there um anymore in the park there is no parking you have to park and then now the the lot that they told everybody to park at now your car gets towed there so now you have to it's like a 10 minute walk to where they tell you to park now so it's just a i mean it's it's just a bummer it's not my favorite venue but it's it's in it's an important venue because it gives bands like 
who can't play at lose or needs some more space than Will's, you know, Will's pub, um, a, a place to go. Because like in Orlando, we have the social, but they don't do shows there a ton. And if they no. do, it's uh, it's like a disco loadout. It's like they have a club night immediately starting at 10. So you finish, it's an early show. You finish playing at like 930 and you have to just like jet out which actually finishing at 9 30 is pretty sick <laughs> i will say but you know it's it's uh it's just kind of a bummer so i um th- have have uh justin have you been to level 13 i have not been yet but i've had a couple friends that have gone it's kind of like a banquet hall right that they convert that's what into, i like, heard but it's yeah, but it's like operated by the people who used to do back booths sound and bar. sound bar. So I'm, I'm I haven't been yet, but I'm hoping that it's gonna be like a good spot. But I don't know. And then also, funny enough, um, the Haven yeah. just became conduit. Conduit and they stopped smoking. Yes, and they I went to a show there uh, maybe a couple months ago, and they like demoed the whole inside. So now it's like not like the prettiest space, but they got rid of the awful bar that just like was in the middle of the room and it still has great sound and the lighting is good and unlimited parking yeah i forgot about that yeah that place is good i hope more but it's kind of like outside of or like orlando so i don't know but i've been seeing some good shows go there so i hope that that it uh keeps up um also you guys have mentioned no what were you saying go ahead well, I was going to say, you guys have mentioned the fest a couple times, but I still I haven't caught the name of it. So I just wanted to make sure I, I knew what, what it was called. So we we keep it really brand specific. So we just call it Bar Down Break Fest. Oh, nice. Very cool. Bar Down Break Down. So we just switch yep. out the down and add fest, fest. to the end. Okay, We're trying to figure it. out a way to, to incorporate breakfast into it, but we haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> it also just goes to show me how many people can't spell breakfast. Because a lot of people are like, yeah, bar down break breakfast. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> breakfast is an A. This is an yeah. E, but good e. try. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, sorry to cut you off. What were you saying, though? Well, I was just going to keep it kind of Orlando specific because you got another upcoming run with some Orlando powerhouses right now with Magnolia Park and 408, which both like came out of the pandemic just crushing it like that we we talk a lot how the pandemic sucked for a lot of different reasons but one thing that really was just kind of killer about the pandemic is how many bands were able to promote for themselves they had the time to do something that like tiktok and social media shit that like when you're on the road is kind of hard to do and out of the pandemic came magnolia park 408 uh, brave weather like a bunch of these bands from orlando that are just crushing it so um were you homies with like the mag park and 408 guys before the pandemic or is this like a new relationship and now you guys are hitting the road for the first time um so this mag park um our bass player pat and josh mag park singer have worked together for like 10 years i think uh on and off they both do um maintenance at a at a church around orlando so i have met josh i mean i met josh like 10 years ago um so we've kind of known him and then i was not that um i was friendly i'm friends with jared who who uh used to play bass in mag park he's not in the band anymore um and we have been trying to put something together with them for a few years now. Um, our first broadsides, first show um, post like full band show post post COVID. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a holiday show that I was booking with uh, Marshall in Orlando. And um, we were trying to get mag park on it because it was like right as they were, like about to break and we we missed it like literally by a month they they said yes and then they had to retract their 
offer they're like yeah we just signed to they're on epitaph they're they we just signed to epitaph they're sending us to la to record and do all this stuff so we missed them by just a little bit and all of us were super bummed and um we luckily got this offer it's only three shows but we were like oh yeah obviously let's do this it's gonna be sick so we're really excited and then um we played one show with 408 in um december 2019 um we were on tour with um some 41 and we played at the house of blues in 408 Mm -hmm. open so i met them then also i think i had met most of them just like around town prior but that was like the first time we had actually like crossed paths like band to band you know and then it's funny too because like right after that that run that you're doing with mag park you guys are hitting the road with capstan another orlando kind of band (laughs) yep yep we're super stoked about that um we capstan and um broadside share uh the same manager um and we also share that same manager with um set it off so set it off is going to be doing some um dates with ice nine kills and they need some like routing dates in between shows and it just worked out that all of us were available and the routing is good i mean the mag park days end in virginia beach and the the set it off days with capstan start in south carolina so it's a it's yeah it's awesome it just all worked out really nice hell yeah dude yeah i don't know if you've seen ice nine kills but those shows are like that's not really my genre of music but we've had uh joe their bassist on a bunch he's a big hockey guy so i went out and saw them when they were in charlotte and i was like very entertained (laughs) i haven't seen this current uh incarnation or uh, like version of ice nine kills but i I think they were on warp tour 18 and i and i uh watched them a few times then um and it was it was great then but now i can't even i mean they've gotten so much more popular and they're like every video that i see online their live show looks like so theatrical oh it's cool so i would i would definitely go out yeah i would definitely go out and uh, watch that for sure yeah i was hooked i was definitely hooked but um before we dive into a little more broadside and what you guys have planned for the rest of the year i do want to just let everyone know about our homies DraftKings. so new customers download the DraftKings sportsbook app and use code thpn bet just five dollars to score 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly that's code thpn only at DraftKings sportsbook Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific res- responsible gambling resources. Bonus expires seven days after assurance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet of $50. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. I wasn't kidding about all of the <laughs> numbers that food. I had. Side effects might include. <laughs> you crushed it, though. It was so good. I get I, I, I get why, I why they ask you to do it. I don't think they actually listen to us. <laughs> I would say, um, but it's all good. Hey, hey, Mikey, what's the scene like uh, in Charlotte? Is it good? So the Charlotte scene, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm 36 years old, so I'm not like grinding it out at local shows like <laughs> I used to. Um, sure. 
so like the Long Island music scene is really my scene. So I grew up oh, yeah. in the early 2000s going to to see bands like Bayside and As Tall as Lions and Tegenbecks. Like those are my local bands. And um, Charlotte is kind of more of like a hardcore metalcore scene. However, um, there's some local pop punk bands that are really gaining some steam right now. Um, you know, they, they have the big Fillmore's and the underground and things like that and Amos, but those are obviously a little too big for bands that are kind of starting it out. Um, there's this really historic venue called the Milestone, which has been around since 1969. Like Nirvana played there, uh, Gorilla Bad Biscuits, Brains. like Bad Brains, you name it. Like some very, very important bands have played there. Um, that's actually where we had year two of our festival, but it's like a 200 cap room. So it's cool. a, a little bit smaller than like the Amos's and things like that in, in Charlotte. But it, it, you know, we sold out the the fast day one came close day two. And it's just a, a real strong like DIY scene at, at like that level. And Very hopefully cool. those bands are trying to take it to the next level. But it it seems like the the younger kids like especially if there's an all age show they freaking come out but nice most of those venues are 18 plus unfortunately and i think yeah. like skylark we just heard skylark social club i don't think is doing shows for a little bit now because of some situation that happened over there so they really only have like one small cap venue and then everything else is like 700 plus dang yeah that's uh, why I'm saying like Orlando's kind of got a, a, a little bit of a sweet spot where they got all those different tiers. And that's why it seems like a lot of bands are coming out of there. Nice. Yeah. Orlando rocks. Everybody, a lot of people kind of, can I swear? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. They shit on Orlando, but it's not that bad. They don't, it's pretty chill. They don't here. know. They, they really don't know then. <laughs> they really don't know what's going on. Like, I could probably name off 30 bands that I legit love from Orlando alone. Yeah. Even, even if, (laughs) (laughs) even, even if, even if they, uh, even if they started in Orlando and then like moved Orlando, Mm -hmm. Orlando has produced some, some good stuff. Yeah. And continues. I know they're, they were technically from Gainesville, but they played Orlando a lot too. Arrows in action was one of them. Like, and obviously we talked about mag park and, uh arrows and arrows and actions from florida yeah they're from gainesville no way are they really yep and they just moved over to nashville i think i think oh three years ago they moved oh okay i had no idea Mm -hmm. i'm trying to i'm trying to befriend them we we dm a little bit but now i'm gonna you just gave me some a good topic for me to yeah. DM them, be like, "Hey, Florida, what the hell?" I'm I'm pretty sure Jesse, their drummer, lived in Orlando for like the last two years before he moved to Nashville. What the heck? Okay, mm-hmm. wow, dang, I didn't know that. That's They're crazy. super nice guys too. Oh, cool. Well, now I wonder if I've met any of them. Probably not. You probably not. Probably in passing a couple years ago. But maybe, yeah, they, they're from maybe. they're from. I'm pretty sure they were from Gainesville originally. And they cool. had like members in Orlando and Gainesville, and then they kind of like they they became the three piece that they are now, and they've just been killing it ever since. Yeah, crushing it. Their tour now looks like it's doing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I work at a, a merch company in Orlando who makes their merchandise, and I got to see. I don't know if you've seen pictures, but they have those like jerseys right now that have like their name and it's all in like flame it almost looks like flaming hot cheeto logo Mm -hmm. i don't know if you have seen it uh so i got to see those like when they came in i was like this is the coolest band i'm so jealous that they (laughs) have these jerseys i I was like i want to make these jerseys for my band right now but (laughs) it could never it could never happen but uh so are you with smart punk i work at akt which is which basically yeah yeah <laughs> same, same, the same, same same i i i see matt burns mr mr smart punk all the time he sits 
like five desks behind me. So, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Ask him how his dad is for me. His dad and I were like super close when we were down in uh, South Florida. <laughs> From the talent farm? Yeah, I love Matt Burns. He was like yeah, a second dad to me. He's a... Oh, his, his dad is his dad name Matt as well? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Kevin Burns. God. Oh, okay. Go. I was like, I was like, wow, cool. Double. No, Matt's. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll see him tomorrow and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let him know that, uh, you say, Hey, um, Matt and I just, if I can say this real quick, we currently have a potato chip or not. I shouldn't say potato chip. A it's called Matt and Dom's chip, um, rating spreadsheet where every day one of us brings in a bag of chips and they don't have to be just potato chips. They can be like tortilla like a Dorito, like uh, a Takis. Too. No, it can't. So very good point. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Pretzel is a snack. And so is like Cheeto. Oh. So we're not doing like puffed snacks. They have to be a chip. But um, our goal this is my conversation. Like, let's just talk the next like 15 minutes about this. because <laughs> yeah. You got my interest. Pete, man. <laughs> so yeah, like we have a we have a pretty legit spreadsheet. What's your Dorito like flavor? Okay, so I got. I do need to say we started this last week, so we haven't. Okay. we haven't gotten. We haven't gotten to Doritos yet, um, and we have. Yeah, so we're we're planning to get to Doritos at some point because we're not planning on like which chip. It's a surprise. For example, the first chip he brought in was a roast pork sandwich chip, and it was really bad. It was so bad. <laughs> And then like, and then we've done like the Trader Joe's salt. Uh, no, sorry. Trader Joe's uh, everything bagel ones. We've done mm-hmm. some, like just some like classic salt and vinegar ones. Um, but then today he brought in baked Lay's 65% less fat chip, just like plain chip. Just air. Ugh. It Crunchy ranked air. really high. <laughs> I know oh, that really? sounds weird, but it ranked so high. Like it's like the third highest chip on our on our uh, list right now. Yeah, I feel like you need to do like a, a ruffle category, like the the wavy yeah. ones. And mm-hmm. I think Uts would take the prize. Like Uts wavy oh. ones are the best by far. What's your what's your what's both of your chip flavors? If you had to pick, like you're going to the you're going to the store for a bag of chips, what are you getting? I'm doing the the sweet chili Doritos, the purple bag. Damn, yeah. you took mine. <laughs> that's yeah, both that, of you. That's, yeah, that's my go. No, okay. So that's that's my that's my, my go to now. My go to chip that they don't make anymore. Uh, Doritos had a late night taco chip, and it was just a Doritos taco, and it tasted like a late night taco. I could I could smoke a J and go through an entire <laughs> bag of those, no problem. And they were so Dang. good. They don't make them anymore. And I'm really upset. It's it's um, devastating when you really fall in love with a snack, and then they say, "And no more. It's gone there now, go. forever." Yeah. What's well, like the, um, have, the all dressed ruffles too? Like they used to yeah. have them. They they don't have oh, them anymore. Man. Yep. Those are um, good. They are good. Uh, just so you know. Speaking of the chip list rating list, we just tried these chips. They're called. Uh, shebang is that what mm-hmm. it is the whole shebang and basically it's like a it's like a off-brand uh all dressed and they sell them at like just random uh, gas stations down here yeah 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 pretty good if you need if you need an all dress fix um did either of you try the the spicy mustard doritos while they were in stores no no was it like a like a just like a spicy brown mustard yeah, it was awesome. They were if you like mustard cuz they're yeah. very mustard forward. And I love mustard. Um so I loved them. Mm-hmm. But apparently most people did not because they stopped making them almost immediately. <laughs> they were Didn't they do like a like, ketchup one too? They came out the same time. But they yeah, I, yeah. I still see the ketchup ones. I do not see the mustard ones anymore though. Well, the ketchup ones are like super popular in Canada too, I think. Like that yeah, and ketchup the all dress are super popular up there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny how different regions of the world have like their chip flavor, you know, like in um, when we went to Europe, the I the 
only chip that that was given to us were um, paprika. It was paprika chips. That was the only flavor of chip that I saw for three weeks. And those are good, but you can't just consistently have those all the time. Like they get yeah. Old. It, it was great for like you know a few days, and then I did have an incident where I got horribly, horribly um, drunk, and I got really, really sick. And it and then I it ruined the chip for me because that's all that's all it was. So I can't I couldn't eat them for the whole rest of the tour, which was really sad because, like I said, that's the only chip that seemingly exists over there. But I've gotten into dill pickle chips. Those are also very good. And uh, Old Mm -hmm. Bay chips are really good, too. Let's make an Old Bay one. That's awesome. Yeah, I love chips. I feel like an old old man where i just like like uts plain ruffled chip just like, lightly salted yeah like that's kind of my go-to lately like i've i went to a bachelor party and i went through like two bags of those but like granted <laughs> the drunk dudes in the house like ate most of them when they came home so like i didn't have that much of it but <laughs> sure <laughs> i kept like going out in the morning like Stop eating my fucking uts, man. <laughs> Put my sometimes, uts down. Sometimes it's nice. Like it just like a plain chip is it's understated. Sometimes it's just all yeah. you need. See, that's ruffles for me. I could I ruffles, I love them. Like I don't know what it is. I know they're not like the best wavy chip, but it's just like it's just like a nice, like this reminds me of childhood, and I can kind of like I, I like this a lot. Yeah. And then I get like some wild flavor chip, like the voodoo ones or the dill pickle ones or the all dressed. Uh, but sometimes I'll just go back to to that or the hunt. Oh, honey barbecue lays. They're good. Those are addicting. They're addicting. I can't. I can have like maybe a couple, like a, maybe like a like a handful or like a little bowl. But I'll eat the entire bag if if it's just sitting there in front of me. I don't know if I've tried that flavor, and I know this now, isn't a chip, but. Uh, Peanut butter pretzels, peanut butter grilled yep. pretzels. Yeah, that's my that's my kryptonite. I can really put those away. Uh, Tony Murphy actually turned me on to uh, voodoo pretzels, pretzel sticks. Oh well, those are now. Really good. I didn't even know those existed. Now I'm yep. gonna have to go. I'm assuming they have them at like Wawa or something. I'm gonna have to go find that. I think that's where we got him. He 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 literally he got into the van. Uh, we were we were doing uh, year two of the of bar down. Uh, he comes in the van. And I go, oh, you got uh like the voodoo chips? He goes, no. He goes voodoo pretzels, and he goes he just puts the bag out to me, and I took a bite of it. I'm like, oh no, these are dangerous. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's too dangerous. I'm gonna try that. Yeah, you guys can go for like years with this because. Then you can start trying like the knockoff versions of chips. So like, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Aldi, but then you can get like the Aldi version Dorito, the Aldi version chip and like start ranking those. That is such a good idea because I think that him and I are all Matt and I are also trying to find um, like weird chips, you know, like like I said, the first one he brought in was a roast pork sandwich chip. And then he brought in like a tomato pie chip. So I think that maybe I need to go to Aldi and try and find like a like a weird off brand of something. That's a good idea. Or find yeah. like those weird uh, the the Asian marts and try to find like the the Kobe steak flavored lays that they have yeah. in like Japan and stuff. Honestly, I should have if if we had started this chip set uh, this chip list while we were in Japan, I would have like thrown out all of my clothes while I was over there and filled my suitcase <laughs> just up with all. There's some wild snacks over there, y'all. There's some. They have crayfish. Yeah. yeah, they had it, like I don't even know what most of the. I didn't have um, I didn't do like a a phone plan while I was over there because we were only there for like six days, so I didn't want to pay pay like 30 bucks just to be able to use my phone and i thought that i it'd be better if i wasn't on my phone you know really like get to immerse myself but the thing that stinks is that i didn't have like google translate so i was kind of just like winging it you know just walking into stores picking stuff up and being like dangerous yeah let's see what this is it was all uh well hold on no actually I was about to say it, it was all good, but that is not 
correct. I try. I, there's a couple things that I tried over there that were pretty, um, not for me. I'll say because I can't say they were bad because obviously they're very popular and some people that you know really enjoy them. But I didn't love them. But I don't know what they are. I couldn't even tell you what it was. <laughs> what was the texture like? Well, or what, what what kind of like snack or category was it? Uh, it was like a chip, and it just was strange not even i really wish i wish i took a picture of like so much of the food that i ate over there um just to be able to like remember it and also show like my fiance and family and stuff but for some reason i did not take a picture of this but i will say they do have a lot of good they have like this flavor of cheetos over there excuse me that are um they're like a sweet cheesy garlic they were awesome they were so good um yeah, I don't know. I guess I could go. I need to stop. I could go on and on about snacks and stuff. You should go to Target and they have a uh, a Minecraft suspicious stew Pringle. What? <laughs> what? It's like based what off of like it's like based off of like some stew that you make in Minecraft. I guess that's what Pringles thinks the flavor is. And what? it's it just says it's Pringles Minecraft suspicious stew. Just bring that in and just see what Matt Burns We're, we're not the demographic for that shit, Justin. <laughs> but well, was no, like, but for like the, my for kid the... tried the, the flaming hot Cheetos Mountain Dew and she loves it. Oh, that's flamin a thing. Cheetos. Yeah. Oh, it was flaming hot Mountain Dew. I tried it also. Yeah, that's what it was. She, oh. your 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 kid liked it. She loves it. She wow. drank the entire just... thing. She was just like, it's pretty good. It kind of just tasted like spicy Mountain Dew. I tried mm -hmm. it. Very cool. Yeah, she loves it. She loves weird sodas too. Like she'll she'll go and get all the Mountain Dew flavors, like all the new ones that are coming out in like yeah. Coke, Coke bubble, like Starry or whatever. All the other ones. She goes, yeah. She's like, yeah, let me try that. Yeah. Like, Kids will eat anything though. Like I remember when Takis first started becoming popular, all my students were eating them, and they would like suck the hot like red spicy stuff off it was the grossest thing to watch because like literally they would have this small little teeny bag of takis and it would last them like an hour <laughs> and because oh, they would God. just be like sucking off every little last like speck of spiciness on it oh gosh and I, like for the longest time i was like i can never eat these things and then i like eventually tried one and i was like all right this kind of it's good, not bad but um not bad two things one what grade do you teach i'm a fifth grade teacher is so that teach hard is that tough no i i'm actually in a really like awesome school very supportive parents um some of them a little helicopter at times but they all sure. mean well and nice. um i teach math and science specifically and i love it it the day goes quick i don't have the same kids all day so nice it's pretty nice very cool yeah. second question have you tried the blue takis i've only had like the original like what technically the purple bag yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um the blue ones are delicious but just so you know if you eat them three days in a row um things things yeah. will start turning blue so just yeah. keep, keep an eye out if keep you that ever... in mind okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the, the, that's like your body saying you should not be eating this we we really we were in the studio um late last year and um that was like the snack that we were having and after like four days in a row we all like showed up and us the three of us and our producer were like hey before like it <laughs> we all came to the to the day with like the same like mentality and like basically we sat down and we're like hey so no more blue talkies right and all of us were like yeah no more let's not do that it was it was pretty funny that all of us just showed up on the same day with like the exact same uh mindset oh just, that's great yeah, they were good. But Sorry, I, know that I was guess gross, but... to to transition back to a little broadside, you know, you brought up recording. So I know we have these two singles that you guys dropped. You know, I guess what March and uh, well, so we did little... cruel in yeah, we did cruel in 
February or March. And then technically, I guess, yeah, one last time is going to be on the record. But that came out like <laughs> that. Came yeah, out that like was a lot a yeah. year a year ago. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we did not so, intend to wait this long to put out a, a record. Uh, it just kind of <laughs> it just kind of happened that way. And those two you did with Sam Guyana too, right? No, we did we did one song um with uh Sam, but we ended up um not using it. Not because it's oh, not okay. it's a great song. We just kind of took the the album in a different direction. In a different route. Yeah. Yeah. So um the f- one last time song that we did um last year we did with this um producer named Andrew Bayless. He lives up in Nashville. Um, and then Cruel um, and a majority of the rest of the album, if there even is an album, I guess, um, it we did here in Orlando with uh, Andrew Wade. Okay. That's a name that is, we hear, obviously, all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> yeah. we're I, I uh, have worked with... Um, Andy Karpovic, who works at the same studio and has worked with uh, Wade for like years and years and years. Um, and I was really excited that we finally got the opportunity to actually like work with uh, Andrew Wade himself. And it was awesome. Um, nice. Yeah, it was super, super cool. I don't know. So, I'm sure you. Sorry, what? No, I was just going to say so like is there going to be an album or are you saying that they're you're going to do like more singles approach or like you have stuff recorded no i guess i'm just trying to be mysterious we've already there's an album like we've we've like tweeted and posted we like there there is an album it's just i'm trying i'm trying to be sneaky you know and not give too (laughs) much information away but but yeah no there's an album um it just takes so long to put music out these days. We finished, we finished this record by the, I'll say this by the time the record comes out, it'll have been a year since we finished it, which sucks, which just is the worst because now it's like, okay, so long. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's like, I've written a whole new album or I could have, I haven't, but I could have, (laughs) um you know which i guess is cool but um, just say that you did just, just like spoiler alert no i know my 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 our managers are like hey you guys aren't doing a ton like this summer you guys should start writing and i'm like oh okay i will <laughs> but i'm doing so much other stuff i do all of our graphic design and we're like we just i'll say this we just shot a what's today thursday we just shot a music video for the next single uh, on Tuesday. Nice. Oh, um, sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was cool. So we're still like really deep in the, and we still have to do another video like soon. So we were really deep in the album prep cycle uh, release cycle. Yeah, right now. So nice. Who'd you guys go through for the the music video? Um, so for this video that we just, just filmed, um, Pat, our bass player's cousin, Mm -hmm. um, his name is Herb. Herb is literally an Emmy award winning videographer who has made music videos for like Andrew WK. And when I say that we've been traveling to fucking nashville to record music videos because every time i said hey do we know anybody in orlando to do a music video pat has never once mentioned (laughs) that he has an emmy award-winning cousin until like the other day i was like hey we have to film another music video i don't want to go back to nashville no disrespect like the, the our friend sam uh, link who we did our last video with for cruel it's like one of my favorite videos we've ever done i love sam but i just did not we were we like traveled up to nashville for like videos recording no joke like shows like five times last year and i was like i don't i just don't want to go 
back up to Nashville for a week. That's it. I just didn't really want to. I just didn't feel like it. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, my cousin, Herb, like he does music videos. And I was like, I'm going <laughs> to lose my so, mind. So let's put this into perspective. How long <laughs> have you known Pat? Um, Like what's this year? I mean, like 12 years at least. And oh, and I'll listen. It, I'll say this. I've met Herb. I met Herb like 10 years ago. I just haven't really kept up with him. So I didn't realize that he was, he had like, has this whole career now. So basically it's on both of us, but I'm going to put it on Pat for, for not ever mentioning his cousin. (laughs) And he's right in Orlando too. Yes. He lives like 15 minutes from me and his entire crew lives here too. We, we like hit him up. He was like, Oh yeah, I would love to. Are you free next week? And we're like, yeah. And then we shot the music video. It was that simple. It was so easy. <sighs> so I don't so, know. So you've known Pat for 12 years. You've known Pat for 10 years or Herb for 10 yeah, years. Herb for 10 and, years. And you've known that he was an Emmy winning producer for 12 days. For yeah, uh, essentially, <laughs> essentially, that's basically what happened. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so we did that video a couple days ago. It should be coming out soon. Actually, when does this episode come out? Do you put them out like we do it weekly? We have one in the bag, so in like two weeks. Okay the the video might even be out or just about to be out by the time this comes out then so that's either get ready to breaking news or watch the new video yeah either go to sharp tone records youtube channel and search broadside or get ready to exactly (laughs) one of the two yeah love it cool well dom man this has been a blast and super excited for the, the shows that you got coming up with some of our Orlando homies and then, you know, hopefully, hopefully getting this album either the end of this year or maybe early next year. And, you know, we got this music video to look forward to. And, you know, I know Ollie technically just dropped the track with this wildlife. So go check that out as well. Yeah. Super cool. Kind of just like a more haunting and stripped down version of that blink 182 song like i didn't even know that was possible but they somehow did it (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's super super cool yeah so yeah you know i appreciate you coming on i even love that chip conversation now i'm just gonna start (laughs) feeding you chips when i come across them i'm just gonna slot in your dms with some chip recommendations yeah please hope you're ready for those but yeah you know definitely if if broadside's coming through your city go check them out mm-hmm. they're playing with some killer bands new music as we talked about so all good things super excited to check them out so thanks yeah. again dom yeah thanks for having me, you guys peace <laughs>